BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to another episode of Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, and today's Mood is all about routines, self-care, feeling good, making new habits, learning the difference between motivation, discipline, just getting those new routines that you probably see on Instagram or wherever, and you're like, wait, do I have a routine? What's my routine? What's your routine? It's very fascinating stuff, you guys. I think you're going to enjoy this episode, so let's get it started. Today, I'm going to be doing a solo dolo episode. I came up with this idea to kind of maybe switch off every other week to do like one week with a guest, then the next week without a guest, then one week with one. Y- you you get the point. Um, let me know if you guys like that idea because I think sometimes it's nice to do like a deep dive on one topic and then get other people's perspective as well. Starting off with the best mood and worst mood of the week, I... <laughs> had a very hard time actually figuring out my best mood of the week. I pretty much record the podcast on Tuesdays and then I edit and upload it and it goes live on Wednesday. And literally by Wednesday night last week, I started to feel sick and have been sick since. So my worst mood of the week was definitely being sick. And obviously, you know, we all get colds. Like there's totally something going around right now. I feel like everyone is sick. So at least I'm not, I don't have like FOMO. I feel like I'm actually in on the fun because everyone else is sick too. So I'm like, yeah, like I'm just like everyone else. Like I'm so cool like I'm sick too which is always good when I get sick I get like even like emotionally weak it is so weird and bizarre I like just get so much more sensitive because I think I'm just like tired and have no energy and it's just like you become a 12 year old again so not only was I sick but I weirdly started getting like emotional I think I cried three times in five days. And if you guys listen to the podcast, I'm pretty sure I've told you guys that I have not been crying lately. Very proud of it too. Very much so like, wow, what am I doing? Because your girl's not crying. Nope. Yep. That went out the window this week. I cried three times. Just so extra emotional. Just everything just piling up and me being super dramatic. Totally fine because I'm sick. But not only was I like emotional and sick, I also have never felt so disgusting. We're just going to like, we're just going to let me have this moment for a second. Okay. I literally have never felt more disgusting in my life my house became a mess which you guys know is like my number one no-no and then all of a sudden my face became a mess and 
literally two weeks ago, I'm over here like, oh my God, my skin is amazing. We're living our best lives. And now I look like I have like a diaper rash on my face. Like literally, I don't know if you guys haven't uh, changed a baby's diaper lately, but they get this thing called diaper rash. It basically just looks like eczema all over their little cute butts. That's what it looks like, but not cute on my face. Literally, I I had like a dirty joke to put in there and I'm just going to let it slide. It's like honestly like such not a cute look. I texted Sonia Dakar and I just texted a picture of my face and I was like, I think I need to come in. And they were like, you're coming in tomorrow morning. So I went and got a facial today because I couldn't look at myself in the mirror anymore. I literally went to the bathroom last night. I turned on the light because I really needed to see, but I made sure that I was bent over so far that I didn't accidentally see myself in the mirror. Like I took physical precaution to make sure I didn't see my own reflection at 11 p.m. Like that's how bad it was. I even told Cameron not to come over last night. I was like, honestly, I feel really, really disgusting. And here's my personal boundary. Um, you're not going to come over because my house is a disaster. I look like a disaster and I don't really want to see you like this. So you are going to come over tomorrow. I am going to clean the house and shower and pretend like this never happened. So I'm currently right now sitting in a bathrobe and my hair is in a towel because I really wanted to start podcasting. It's getting a little late and I've just been running around the past two days. It's like that sickness where you you don't have that much energy, but you still can kind of like do errands and like do stupid stuff. So that's kind of like where I've been at and realize that I've been so out of it. But anyways, that's my worst mood of the week for sure because it totally, totally threw off my week. It's just you guys know how it is. When you get sick, you have all these goals and things you want to do with your week and then they all just fly out the window. And then the cherry on top is when you look in the mirror and you see your own reflection and you're like, okay, wait, what's up? And then my best mood of the week, I, like I said, could have had a very troubling time thinking of like something amazing um but that's okay and what I landed upon was the little things that give you joy so it was like best mood was like small moments of joy and it's so so simple because it doesn't have to be like anything crazy but I think since I have been just like curled up in my house and just not really able to do anything not motivated enough to like totally work I've just been really focused on like my surroundings and my environment. I talked a little bit about this last week, how I'm kind of like redoing my office and a little bit of the living room. And I think it's just like I get I'm that type of person where it's where you know how people like spring clean. I'm just someone who spring redoes everything around this time of year. Every year it happens all the time. It's just like the clutter builds up and like the feng shui gets off and I just have to adjust. And so I had all these like little small moments of joys when I was just kind of like changing little things like in my surroundings because I felt so gross on the inside. And I think sometimes when you change like your surroundings, at least it gives you a little bit of like a calming sense because you're like, okay, I can't control the fact that I'm sick and like literally I'm disgusting, but I can change my window treatments. (laughs) Yeah. But like, Literally, I changed my window treatments today. I just had a small moment of an epiphany where I was like, wait, I know what's off. I know what I need to change. It's my window treatments. And I did it. And it kind of has to do with routines actually too because it has to do with one of my routine goals. So I'll get into it in a little bit. But I changed the um, window treatments in my room from like gray to white. And I feel like it just made it look so much more adult and like nicer and calmer and more serene. And it was just that like little win of like, ooh, I had such a good idea. Why didn't I think of this sooner? Like I feel so good in this room. This is amazing. And just other small little moments like I haven't gotten a pedicure all year. Sounds so strange stupid but it is it's just like self-care it's like that's kind of like gross after a while it's like take care of yourself like come on it's like 
you know, brush your hair, like be a human being type of thing. And I finally just like did it. I was like, I can't look at my feet anymore. They're like literally disgusting. You heard Chloe on the podcast last week. Actually, I forgot about that. That wasn't even the main reason I did it, which is concerning. But I just decided to go do it. And I brought my Kindle and just disconnected from my phone. I didn't look at social media or my email and I just read and I got my toes done. I love getting pedicures because you get to use your hands. I hate getting manicures because I can't do anything and then I'm stuck with my thoughts. Okay, so this was a very small moment of joy for me. So basically, best mood of the week is the little moments of joy throughout the mostly worst mood of the week of just being sick, emotional, out of it, and disgusting. Can you tell I had an amazing week and I'm happy to be here? What's up? Honestly, I'm still not feeling well, and I was like, I feel like I have nothing to podcast about, but give me a mic and watch me roll, baby. You know what else you can give me? A phone. And you know what I want on it? Ship. Yeah, the dating app that lets you find matches for your friends because Valentine's Day was last week. I know that that should have probably been one of my best moods, but I was literally sick and me and Cameron are an old married couple basically and just sat on the couch. But we still get to keep it spicy for our friends. I mean, love it or hate it, Valentine's Day is always a high pressure day. And if you didn't have a date or you did, but it didn't go so well, you should try ship. And if you're like me, you get to get hyper involved in your friend's life and start setting up your single friends, which is amazing. If you guys listened to the podcast a few weeks ago, you know that I've been using it for Zoe and I've been having the time of my life. I mean, the best part about dating apps is like literally like swiping left and right and just like seeing people and matching and like all that stuff. And when you're in a relationship, it's no fair that we don't get to do it anymore. Like I want to play. I, I, I want to app on my phone. And now I have one and it's so fun. And I yeah, I'm kind of like. A real life Cupid at this point. If you guys don't know how ship works, it's basically if you're single, you invite a group of your friends to join your crew. So Zoe invited me and then those friends, aka me, can help you find matches. So if you're like me, you just join to actually help your friends out. They don't see your profile. You're not like active on it or anything. You're just in your friend's crew. And then if you're the single one, it's really, really fun because you can get your girlfriends involved. I know that might sound really scary, but like honestly, you want your friend's approval at the end of the day. And the guys don't even know who's who's swiping and matching you and all this stuff. So it's honestly just like a really fun way if you're maybe new to dating apps and you're kind of nervous like why not make it a fun thing and actually do it with your friends you have that motivation and the push to actually get out there start meeting people they'll encourage you they'll match you with people honestly it sounds like the perfect thing you might literally swipe left on someone that your friend swipes right on for you and then you meet your soulmate that you just like didn't even give the time of day to because your friends know you better than you know yourself you can also talk in the group chat too so they can help you with what to say and everything it basically is like you already are going to ask your friends for dating advice you already going to show pictures why not just get them in your crew everyone download ship and do the dating thing together and then when you have a boyfriend you can be like okay now leave us alone you know so if you're hoping for a better valentine's day next year or you're all set but have some single friends get on ship and start matching finding a date is more fun if you do it with your friends download ship the app that lets you swipe with friends that's ship s-h-i-p search for ship dating in the app store to start swiping today so for this week's mood boosters I also had a little bit of a hard time picking this because when you don't leave your house and you don't do anything with your life you realize you're not boosting your mood that much I mean that's why my mood was bad this just shows you guys that everyone's human we're not always gonna have the best weeks it's okay we're all in this together you me Zach E Vanessa H we're all in this together okay But don't worry, I still have mood boosters for you because I'm like a hyper curator of amazing things, always 24-7, it never stops. 
that's just what I was born to do. My first mood booster for you guys is the Jessica Simpson book. And I know you've probably heard so, so, so much about it by now, but I just can't stress enough how much I love this book. I'm not done yet because I have been dragging it on because I actually don't want it to end. Like it is so juicy. Obviously there's so much drama. It's so candid, but I, the reason why I'm saying it's such a mood booster is because her journey and how she connects it to like her values and her faith and just her principles as a person and just kind of keeps bringing all the negative back and showing that it's a part of God's plan and that, you know, her faith brought her here and that she's not letting the tabloids get to her because she knows her voice is meant to help other people. Like I I was telling my friends at brunch I was like yeah like did you know like she was going to like these different war troops and performing for them because you know she knew that God gave her her voice to sing and to touch people and so when she got famous like she was doing all these private concerts like you know like sometimes like in Afghanistan and like other different bases and it's just like people don't even know that stuff about her and it's like so special and it just it makes you so so happy like reading it just reading how she's overcome all this stuff it's so well written it's like beautifully written and it has like a little bit of wit and it's funny and you really feel like she's talking to you there's even like these little moments where she's like think about you like what do you think your purpose is and if it's not easy to think of like think about it as like she just like explains it I don't want to like ruin it for you guys so that's why I'm trying not to give too much away but it really is such a mood booster because it just reminds you of what's actually important in life it shows you that you can get through these struggles it's also obviously juicy so it kind of has this like page turning effect and it really is just such a beautiful beautiful story that I just am absolutely loving I can't put it down I read it till I fall asleep at night but I haven't been reading for like that long of a period of time because you know just a little bit here and there and I honestly just don't want it to end it's so good so I highly recommend if you like haven't been convinced yet I also say it's a mood booster so that should be another reason for you guys to read it my next mood booster is I wrote neutrals and I want to explain it because When I was thinking of different mood boosting things, I've been doing a lot of online shopping and rearranging in my house and, you know, looking at spring and summer clothing and what staple shoes I want and all this stuff. And I just feel like I finally am confident in like my personal style and like what I want to look and feel like every day and also how I want to what I want to look at and feel like, like in my home. Right. And it just always comes back to neutrals. And I found it so funny. Someone messaged one of my friends on Instagram who has this beautiful home in Utah and she has like all white walls. And someone was like, don't you get so sick of looking at white walls all the time? And she was so like, why, why does that, I don't understand why that matters. Like that's my style, like whatever. And I was just like, what is, if I had a house that was full of color, like I would actually have an anxiety attack. (laughs) And so I don't know why it took me this long to just accept that like maybe my wardrobe and like the actual things that I wear and stuff, I like to be more neutral too. It's not that I'm like opposed to color all the time. I'm literally looking at a pair of hot pink leggings and a hot pink hydro flask. I think it's just more so, yeah. And then lo and behold, look to my right. And like, there's like two clothing racks of neutral clothing hanging up. I think it's more of just like that stuff that I really, really love and that I want to like invest in or really make something I'm seeing every day or wearing every day. I've I've just been so committed to neutrals and I think it's actually empowering when you find like your personal style and your identity in your style and what you like and then you just kind of own it and you feel more comfortable and it's less about chasing trends and figuring out what to wear and what you're going to feel good in. You just kind of like got it. So like, like I said, like I changed my blinds to white. I was like, I just want a more lighter neutral vibe. 
I was even thinking like maybe there's a combination of kind of like a little bit of boho, like not too crazy boho, like a little boho beachy with like a classic chic look in my room going on. So then it kind of differentiates by room because obviously I don't want zero color in my house. But I do want kind of the bones and the structure to be like that. So I even changed the window treatments to white, but I just ordered this like gorgeous, um, what's it called? This gorgeous, like not like duvet cover. It doesn't have anything go in it, but it's just this like linen cloud throw on thing from Parachute Home. And it's a more of like an ivory and like tan. So it's going to kind of break up some of those neutrals. So you can still have depth and all that stuff. But I think it just feels really good when you kind of just like clean out your space and clean out your wardrobe and stick to the stuff you love. And if it's color, that's like amazing. But at least you're just like confident in that. So I think for me, like I just got all these neutral phone cases from the daily edited and I'm obsessed with them you guys probably follow me on Instagram at Lauren Elizabeth if you don't and you always see my mirror pics with my phone because I just I don't know I hate taking I hate ugh, I hate having to take pictures of myself like I just like really don't like it so I much rather prefer like half covering my face in the mirror so then you can see my outfit because I like clothes you probably always see my phone cases and they're always these the daily edited it's like the daily they have the most like amazing, just like classy, chic phone cases. I'm just feeling like very just like mature and like sophisticated with all my just like neutrals and like chic accessories and clothes. Like, and you don't have to spend a lot of money to do it. But I think when you just have that kind of like sophisticated color palette, everything feels like a lot lighter and comfier and just like you feel really confident. I don't know if any of that made sense, but I'm just like really vibing with it right now. Like it's just really my mood. I'm in the mood to send mood to send nudes like as in neutral colors and speaking of neutral colors my final mood booster is the xle drop that just dropped if you're new here hi how are you my name is lauren elizabeth i used to have this little youtube channel called love lauren elizabeth and i made a clothing line called xle which stands for love lauren elizabeth did you know that did you know that and i mean did you know that by like that's why it's called xle it stands for like with love lauren elizabeth I don't know, you guys. It was good at the time. It's already trademarked. Let's let's all calm down. We just dropped this collection and it's so, so, so good. Everything is so soft. It's all neutrals and it's just like perfect, like elevated basics. The photos online don't even do it justice. I've been living in all of the sweaters. It's just, oh my God, it, it's absolutely perfect. If you guys want to shop, you can go to xletelabel.com. You're going to die and you're going to want everything. I apologize in advance, but everything is really, really, really affordable. The last collection for quite a little bit and there's some exciting stuff happening so I can't wait to talk about it with you guys and that will be a huge freaking mood booster once in the futures not counting chickens before they hatch but let's all pray for me please I'm gonna have some really good mood boosters next week because while I was sick I literally have been non-stop online shopping because I haven't left the house and I just have not been able to sit still and at least I can control something when I'm on my computer while I'm sick so you just wait Mood boosters are coming in even hotter next week, you guys. Another total mood booster is one of my absolute favorite snacks right now, the Perfect Bar. If you guys haven't tried it since I last talked to you about it, oh my God, I don't know what you're waiting for. They're literally gone from my fridge right now and I already ordered more because I'm actually obsessed. I've weirdly started eating them like as dessert, which I know like is probably not like the brightest idea, 
But, I mean, it's the perfect bar. It, it must be the perfect dessert, no? If you want to freshen up your snack game, Perfect Bar has you covered. If you don't know Perfect Bar, they're the original refrigerated protein bars. Yes, refrigerated. That means they're actually free from chemical preservatives and stored in the fridge for optimal taste and texture. I love the texture. Like... I think I said this last time, but I love like breaking it up into little pieces and like you feel like you're just eating like cookie dough bites almost. It's so good. They have up to 17 grams of whole food protein, 20 organic superfoods, and have a cookie dough like texture that is unlike any protein bar you've ever had. It truly is like a treat. Like I, I can't even describe it to you guys. Like that's why I kind of it's like my sweet treat for the day. And I've had such a sweet tooth lately. Like it's actually out of control. I don't know who I've become, but Perfect Bar has been saving me from going down like a dark path. So I'm very, very grateful. They have a lot of different flavors my favorite is the dark chocolate peanut butter because I like to have like a dark chocolate little chip in every bite it's so good and I like weirdly love peanut butter as well so it's just like this was made for me they have coconut peanut butter and almond butter so I always have all three of those in my fridge at all times for like on the go I throw mine in my purse or in my car all the time I mean LA traffic is a nightmare so I always take one and I leave it in the car during the day just if I need a snack which I usually do and that's why it's usually around nighttime when I'm running late somewhere you guys seriously need to try these because I just like want you to taste the deliciousness it's so good it's making me so hungry and if you're feeling the same way as me i totally feel you girl right now perfect bar is offering 15 dollars off your online order just go to perfectbar.com slash mood 15 shop their refrigerated snacks at perfectbar.com slash mood 15 today to get 15 percent off your order we want you to be seasonally prepared go to perfectbar.com slash mood 15 to stock up and save 15%. All right, guys, let's jump into today's total topic. And it's so hard to break some things down sometimes. But I, while I was brainstorming, I was thinking there are so many aspects of self-care. Like, let's not kid ourselves and think there's going to be one episode about self-care. And I think mood has so much to do with self-care in general because it's really caring for all of your different moods, embracing them, enjoying them, dealing with them, figuring them out, just everything like that. No, I talked a little bit about like motivation and routines and stuff like that. And I know that people also love routines. I personally am so intrigued by different people's routines. I love learning about people's routines. And I think it's actually great when you listen to so many different people's routines because you realize that not one thing works for everyone and it makes you actually feel a lot better about yourself because you realize okay I'm not doing anything wrong because there is no right way but there is a way to be obviously the best version of yourself and figure out the best routine that's going to help you accomplish that right I remember I used to always read the magazine Fast Company my mom got me like a subscription for a year and it's a lot of like entrepreneurial and just business stuff and they did this one spread and I fell in love with it like years ago before we were even into like total total routine routines. And it was all about all these super, super successful entrepreneurs and business people. And they literally wrote out like their morning routines exactly, just kind of like in a timeline form. And it was, it was even people like Ed Sheeran and then also like a business owner and then a woman and a man and a young person and an old person, someone in Silicon Valley, someone with a kid, just like all this different stuff but all so, so successful people. And it really, really opened my eyes because I feel like I'm someone who's extremely hard on themselves. And I feel like I'm always trying to be like other people because I want to be just as good and just as successful and just as pretty and just everything like that. And it's so stupid, but I mean, we all have our issues, but it's true. Like I always look at other people and I'm like, oh, how come I can't do that? Or should I try that? And so reading that like spread has always stuck with me to remember like, there's not just one way and 
there's all these successful people. Some of them wake up at 5 a.m. Some of them wake up at 10 a.m. Some of them like eat breakfast like this. Some of them don't. So there is no right and wrong way. But I think just having the conversation and listening to what works for someone else can at least inspire you to make small changes. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to wake up and just start a new routine unless you're totally that like type A go-getter type of person. And it's probably something within yourself. Like you probably are just going to do that on your own accord. You're not going to listen to a podcast and do it. So if you're listening to this, it's probably like, okay, I need a little bit of inspo. I need a little bit of guidance. I want to switch up my routine. I want to be someone who has a routine. And I think the first thing to know is that your routine is your own and it's suitable for you. We all have such different bodies, minds, and lifestyles and schedules. There's not going to be a routine that works for everyone. So just know that when people talk about routines and when you see people sharing them know that you can find inspiration from those and try to figure out what works for you but you're never going to have the exact same routine as someone just you're not ever I'll first talk a little bit about my routines and I won't lie I really don't have a solid morning routine I think that's why I was also really inspired to do this episode because I wanted to kind of start the conversation and see if we could all you know maybe have better routines or figure it out and just start talking about it and sharing what I'm thinking about my routines and it's so interesting because for someone who doesn't really have a morning routine I used to totally have a morning routine I used to be so on my shit I would literally wake up at like 7 7 30 every morning work out at 8 and then I mean I don't know it was a few years ago I don't even remember what I did but I do remember that I woke up that early so I know it's physically possible for me and in the past few years I have just not had a morning routine at all and you know you have to remember that everyone's morning routine is obviously going to be different because we all have different jobs and for me a lot of the times I don't need to be out of the house until the afternoon so it allows me to kind of have a more flexible morning routine anyway but I've noticed some things that are really really small that I started implementing into my morning routines even though they're always kind of a little bit different they're like those little little things that are kind of like non-negotiables right and so I feel like a lot of times we think we have to accomplish like this one big routine from start to finish and I think it's actually more about figuring out what those small non-negotiable things are and you just discipline yourself to do them and they're just like I said non-negotiable and you'll notice when you really think about your week I guarantee you you can think of one thing that happens and you do every single week like it's just a non-negotiable of course a like total emergency or something can come up but you know majority of the time on a normal week that thing is happening and once you realize that you think oh wait okay I make I make this a non-negotiable how come like I don't care about anything else enough to like make it non-negotiable and I can always just find an excuse for it. So for instance, like with working out, I've never really made that a non-negotiable for me. I've made it more of like a goal, right? And when it's a goal, you know, it's kind of aspirational and it's easy to make excuses and be like, oh, well, you know, if I don't work out, I'm not any less of a person and I'm just like not feeling well and I can just do it another time. And that's why I think where like the discipline comes in and it's more like just disciplining yourself to do it and seeing if it has a good positive effect on your life and so what you do is you really start with super super small things there is a book called tiny habits and it notes that the big behavior changes require a high level of motivation that often can't be sustained so like if you're gonna literally try to change your whole morning like that takes a lot of motivation it's huge and it's probably not sustainable so what you should do is start with like small things that can even lead up to the bigger things so if your goal is exercising you can start by like taking a walk 
a short walk in the morning. And then once you're kind of used to that movement and that energy and a little bit of an endorphin release, then you kind of up it. Or if you're used to work going to the gym, you start with once a week. You don't start with like, I'm going to work out five days a week. So I think you just have to remember that it's always a lot easier to sustain if you start with the small stuff. So don't stress yourself out about it and be like, okay, I, I need a morning routine. Like here, I'm going to plan it out. I'm going to time it all out. And like, I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to discipline myself. No, discipline yourself to do small non-negotiable things. There's obviously small things that are non-negotiable for me, like literally brush my teeth, feed my dogs, like check my phone. Like those are all things that I have to do. They're non-negotiable. And you know what? Like at the end of the day, there are days where I've like, I've literally forgotten to brush my fucking teeth and I've forgotten to feed my dogs and I have to feed them lunch instead. Okay. Like nobody's perfect, but like those are the things that it's like, obviously I'm doing those in the morning unless I'm literally a hot mess express. And other small things that I've incorporated that are actually more kind of like self-care based are actually setting myself up for success in, in the day. So what I'll do is I'll actually make sure I have a small moment with my dogs and just kind of like in bed before I even wake up and touch my cellular device. It's not long. It's not crazy long. But you smart, You start with that small, mindful moment. And when I say mindful, it's like you're, you have the intention of making it a moment. You're not just like, oh, well, I actually didn't grab it right away. It's like, no, you're actually enjoying it. And you're thinking like, okay, these are my surroundings. These are my dogs. I love my dogs. I'm happy. I'm awake. It's a good day. And then you can start going. And when you start with those small little moments like that, you can, you know, end up like meditating and feeling more comfortable doing that stuff. I'm not there yet. I literally just downloaded a meditating app last week and I'm like slowly getting myself there by taking kind of moments to be present and mindful right now. And it's those small things that even led me to download the app and are going to lead me to maybe in incorporate meditating into my routines, right? Another thing that has really, really helped me is honestly the celery juice in the morning. Just having a nutritional non-negotiable in the morning has been really, really helpful because you think about it like coffee is always a non-negotiable, but I never really made a health, nutrient, wellness kind of beverage a priority and so now the celery juice the water and the coffee are kind of the combined non-negotiable and that has gotten me after doing that for like three weeks it's actually gotten me to the place where I feel a lot better and now something that I've incorporated into my routine is making a small light healthy breakfast the great thing about a morning routine is the things you do then actually do trickle down into the rest of your day so stuff like taking that moment of mindfulness and taking that moment of like health and wellness like those things kind of pop back into my head since I already did them you kind of almost want to like keep it going you're like wait I did have celery this morning or like remember when I was grateful this morning I should remember to be grateful now so it's really really helpful to have those like small little things in your morning routine to actually help you be better throughout the rest of the day but honestly I'm still working on my morning routine I don't really have it down pat yet I think my number one goal with a morning routine would definitely be to wake up earlier and to do some form of physical activity and so I think those are good non-negotiables of like changing my sleeping routine and just doing something active literally taking a walk around the block whether it's with the dogs whether it's without the dogs whatever it is I think those are great non-negotiables to start because then I can you know just start feeling better in the morning waking up is going to be easier I'm going to be able to go to classes just like all that stuff so that's kind of where I'm at and it sounds super simple and maybe like super easy for some people but I don't know when you've been sleeping in for three years and you get sick a lot and you stay up really late and you're you have no reason to get up in the morning besides like you're your own boss like it's really easy to sleep sleep in. So those are kind of my small goals, which obviously leads us back to the window treatments because they're not as dark. And 
I want the sun to start waking me up in the morning, which is also just kind of like a beautiful thing of waking up in the morning and being woken up by the sun. Some people hate it. Some people love it, but I've been really liking it. It's those small little changes that I've been implementing that are really, really helpful. Honestly, one of my mood boosters from the other week, the Good Notes app has totally changed my morning and my night routine in general because my thoughts in my head is so much more organized. I have structure. I know what I need to do. I know my priorities. So every morning I grab my iPad. I look at my schedule. I know what I need to do. And every night it's really, really good for stressing and calming me down getting all my thoughts out and kind of having this like burst of creative energy of like oh wait actually that means I should do that too oh I should remind this person too like oh maybe I should dm this person just like anything I could think of my mind could get so lost thinking about things that I should achieve or should do and when I just take that moment with my ipad before bed I know that I can go to bed relaxed because I wrote everything down. I got it all out. I don't want to think about it. It's there. I'm not going to forget about it. And it's going to be there for me in the morning. My night routine is obviously a lot better because I'm more of a night person. Skincare is an absolute must for me. I have become like a total hand washing obsessed face washing skincare freak like I just need to feel clean all the time it's become number one I just noticed that if I don't take care of my skin at night my skin looks bad the next day and that's just a non-negotiable for me sometimes it's a bigger self-care thing where it's a splurge of like let's do a face mask let's do a derma flash like all this stuff but the bare minimum non-negotiable is washing my face making sure I have my key products on before I go to bed non-negotiable. I'm such more of a night person than a morning person that a non-negotiable for me at night is taking my medicine. I have quite a few different medicines that I take and they are non-negotiable for me. I used to be someone that literally couldn't remember to take their medicine. Like that's how bad my routines were to the like to the point where like that's like screwing up like my mental health and it's just like not good at all and it's just become a self-care non-negotiable taking my medicines and my vitamins at night so I can feel the best version of myself the next day. And I'm such not a morning person that it's way easier for me to take these things at night and keep what I need to take in the morning to like a bare minimum which leads me to like one of my points that I think is really really important is when you want to make these changes in your routines think about what's getting in the way of what is stopping you from those things a great way to start something new is to make sure there's nothing standing in your way right now so it could be something as easy as like oh I don't want to drink celery juice every morning because I hate having to drive all the way to the grocery store and go get it like I don't really feel like always sitting in the car so when you take away the obstacle of going and getting it and just actually make it a make it a non-negotiable on Sunday night to go get at least three or four then they're there and you took away the obstacle of the stupid annoying drive to go get them and now you have to drink them they're sitting in your fridge it's easy and you can start implementing those habits a lot easier into your life it could even be something with water it's like oh but like I forgot to drink water okay what is making you afraid to drink water? Do you not have a water bottle? Like, do you need a reminder? Like, what is the obstacle for you that's in your way that would make it a lot easier to introduce that into your life? Even some people with like tangible things like workout clothes or like skincare. If your skincare was out on the counter instead of like in another bathroom, like is it in, is it in a good spot? Is it accessible? Is it easy? Is it like in your face? Does it make you feel good? Is it clean? Is it organized? Like those are obstacles that you can easily get rid of and then the habits actually become easier to kind of form I mean I remember when I was really young I would like literally sleep in my workout clothes so that I didn't have the obstacle of getting dressed to go to the gym in the morning like that is just like a proven small fact of like if you're dressed for the gym you will go so what are obstacles in your life like that that you need to clear away so that you can actually do these new things 
it could be big things. It could be small things. And for me, a lot of the times the obstacles in my way have a lot to do with like organization and just kind of like structure and stuff like that. And so it's kind of just like reformulating things around, whether it's like getting organized, like with my iPad, like that was kind of an obstacle for me of like, I want to get all these things done, but I feel so overwhelmed and cluttered and like, I just can't do it. I'm someone who shuts down really, really easily when like things are out of whack. And so if I just get them back in whack, then I can have a great week. But if like things are out of whack for me, it's really hard for me to function. So an obstacle for me is like if I need to take 45 minutes to clean up my office before I can get good work done and have better habits, then I have to do that. If I have to sleep in my workout clothes so that I don't have an excuse to not go to the gym, I sleep in my workout clothes. If I want to drink water before I go to bed and I'm thinking about it in the morning, then I just fill up the water. I put it next to my bed. And then by the time I'm tired, it's already there. It's just little things like that where you're clearing out the obstacles to have excuses for the non-negotiables and they're just there. Then you really realize also like what excuses you're making for yourself. But yeah, I honestly really love my nighttime routine. It always consists of like straightening up my room, making sure everything in my line of vision is spotless. I know that sounds crazy, but I feel like your room should be the most simplistic, minimal, clean space in your house because that's where you really want to go and unwind. Like when you look at your room, you should feel like completely calm and at peace and able to relax and ground yourself from a long day so I make sure everything is just serene and calm and cleaned up I do my skincare I put on my comfy clothes I literally fill up my water bottle I get in bed I plug my stuff in I make sure I write everything out on the iPad go through my emails one last time go through my phone one last time so that I know I can put it away and only respond if something comes up but I know that there's nothing I'm like looking for and like searching for I know I got everything done and the stress of that the day is over with I know that I'm not allowed to turn my light off until I take my medicine because if the light's off I might fall asleep I might forget to take my medicine so that's another obstacle of like calmness being too sleepy to take my medicine light doesn't go off till I take my medicine another great thing is like when you want to implement things into your nighttime routine is kind of refiguring your nightstand I find that a lot of the things that I want to do at night are kind of a little more bougie self-care things like lighting a candle reading a book making sure I put my lip sleep mask on making sure I take my cool vitamins like all that stupid stuff it's not stupid but you know what I mean what I've done is I've actually reorganized my nightstand so all of that stuff it's not in the way it doesn't like get overwhelming but it's all right there so it's not like oh I have to go find a lighter to light the candle while I can't find a lighter I'm not gonna light the candle nope lighter's always there there's one that belongs in my nightstand I cut the wick I light the candle every single night it sets the mood it makes me feel good it makes me feel like a little bougie princess whatever you gotta like let yourself have the small wins okay so everything that I need there's no obstacle in my way of going and getting it like people make fun of me all the time that I have a mini fridge in my room but like I am a lazy motherfucker If I need water and I don't have any more water and I have to wake up my dogs, go downstairs, get the whole house rocking and rolling to go get water, I'm not going to get water. That's an obstacle. I put a mini fridge in my room. No more obstacle. Your girl's drinking water. She's hydrated. She even has collagen water in her room. You want to know why? It's an obstacle for me to go downstairs and get my collagen water. I find it to be a pain in the ass. Now I put it in my room and I think, huh, I'm actually thirsty. I don't feel like going downstairs. Boom, 10 grams of collagen are in my system because it just so happens to be closer to me than the Brita. I mean, like, come on, people. Let's let's like let's refunctue some things in our lives. Let's redo our routines a little bit. Let's spice them up. Let's get funky. Let's see if we can elevate ourselves a little bit. Be a better version. I think all you need to do, honestly, is really look at your life and think, 
What could I be doing right now to be a better version of myself? What is missing from my routines? What excuses am I making? What things do I kind of always think, oh, I wish I should do that. Let's be realistic about them. Let's make them small. Let's see if there are a few small things that we can implement. My goal of last week that I'm really bummed about was I wanted to start making at least two non-negotiables for the week besides therapy. I realized that my non-negotiable was always Monday night therapy and it was it's something I stick to every single week. Everyone knows it. Cameron knows it. Like it's a non-negotiable. It just happens. And so why can't there be other stuff like that in my life? Why do I just kind of go with the flow so much? Like I have one non-negotiable. Why can't I have two more? So what I recommend thinking realistically about what you think might make you feel better, what you think might make you a better version of yourself small small little things what are the obstacles standing in the way of you doing those things how can you make them work and just trying them and doing them little by little every day it's always the small things that add up to a bigger and better version of yourself nothing is great is going to happen overnight you're just going to start making these small changes and start feeling a lot better and you might develop a new routine you never know and you always have to remember your routine is going to change and evolve I think something really special too right now is like if any girls are in their 20s like me and are considering you know having children in like the you know not so near future but definitely not like distant future I'm just thinking like damn the rest of my life in my like, let's say 30s, I'm going to have kids. This is the only time I'm able to have a routine that only revolves around me and like two dogs. Like, let's do it. Of course, I'm being a better version of myself to be the best version of my future self as well. That future self is going to have a lot more going on. So why am I sleeping in when I could be being a really great version of the 25-year-old version of myself right now? Because I'm never going to get that opportunity again. So I think it's really great to look at the positive side of things, to be realistic about it, to know you're not going to be like some superhero or whatever. Another thing that always stuck with me was that Jessica Alba wakes up at like 4 o'clock in the morning to work out so then she can like be with her kids. And like, you know, people are you just have to realize that people are just wired like that. Like if you're not that person, you're not that person. But that doesn't mean you have to be like a lazy sack of shit that hates their life. You know what I mean? So figure out the little things that you can change and that you can do. And that's like, you know, that always comes back to mood boosters. Even though the ones I talk about are always tangible. Like think about little things that you can boost your mood throughout your day within your routines that are going to kind of help you have a little bit of more structure in your life and to know that you have like a purpose and a meaning and you have a thing, you know, like you have your shtick and like you're a strong independent woman that has herself care in place and that has her routines and feels good and everyone's like damn girl like how you do all that and you're like well because I have a routine and I stick to it because it's non-negotiable and I'm mature like that and I also just listen to mood with Lauren Elizabeth and she told me to say that but whatever hopefully in a future podcast I can actually give you a more legitimate routine of mine but I really don't have one my night routine is truly amazing I love it and obviously after I turn my light off I'll let myself watch an episode of tv then I let myself read to go to bed. And I always obviously pray before I go to bed. And that is slowly turning into also like meditation and self-reflection and all that stuff, which I think is amazing. And always making sure I go to bed with gratitude and like really just expressing those things. I think it's really, really important to like have those moments. But besides that, a lot of stuff in the morning, I'm really, really still figuring out. So I thought we could have this conversation and then hopefully all report back and maybe have some like cool new good routines. Nothing crazy. We're being we're being realistic, but I hope that I can have a cool, cool morning routine to share with you guys soon because this is inspiring and we're going to do it together 
quick shout out to my dogs um, because they have been absolutely perfect this entire episode and it's groundbreaking. I think they're honestly just like feeling the vibes that we're all putting out right now. I think they're really grounded and they're really ready to make some small changes as well. They actually just took some DNA tests and it turns out Nugget's 100% that Nug. Even when he's nugging crazy, yeah, you got a Nugget. It's the cutie in you. I'm sorry. It's like, how can you listen to the morning toast and not also do the DNA song? But it turns out Nugget is 100% French bulldog and I know that because I also used Embark I was so excited to do this you guys because part of me was like what if I like actually have been living with this French bulldog and he's not even really a French bulldog like what if someone lied to me someone lied to her it's like I can't talk to my dog the least I can do is get a DNA test to get some answers you know what I mean so the Embark is a DNA breed and health kit the health part is really important you can find out if your dog is at risk for a genetic health condition scan 170 plus genetic health conditions and help your vet provide the best medical care for your dog know the quality of life where the family comes from embark is the only dog dna test that performs research grade dna testing i found out some really interesting stuff about the quality of life and like the health stuff especially when you have a french bulldog that's kind of like something you always kind of like worry about and it was actually really rewarding and really great to be able to share this information with my vet but obviously I did find out that he is in fact 100% French bulldog so I did not get scammed I do have a cutie little nugget French bulldog which I'm very happy about Embark is the best in class dog DNA test number one highest rated by customers developed by PhDs and veterinarians for your dog it's the most accurate breed identification on the market it's an amazing gift for any dog lover anyone that has a new puppy anyone that just adopted it's such a great like welcome home gift and it's perfect for anyone that just has a dog and wants these answers because like I said you can't talk to your dog you can't be like so where are you from I mean I wish obviously but you can't unfortunately so this is the perfect solution and it's super super easy all you do is swab your dog and then you mail it in and you get an email and it gives you like their whole result list it's incredible they give me clinical tools and they also just have an entire report that I can send to my vet so I literally just clicked it and I was able to send the entire thing if you guys want to know more about your dog I highly recommend it right now Embark has an exclusive offer for you that you can't get anywhere else go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code MOOD to save 15% off your dog DNA test kit. Embarkvet.com and use promo code MOOD to save. Now jumping into hashtag my mood where you guys email me at moodwithlornelizbeth at gmail.com with your moods and what you need advice about. My mood is tired of comparing myself. I'm studying for the MCAT, the test that gets you into medical school, and you are supposed to study for months and months in advance. I feel like everyone and their mother is studying for the MCAT, and I'm constantly comparing myself to what they're doing to study. And if my application could be better than theirs, and it, and it's so toxic for me, how can I be such an advocate for girls supporting girls if I'm constantly comparing myself to them? I want to just be confident in my abilities without sacrificing how I feel about others with the same goals as me. This is... I think this issue applies for a lot more things in life, but this is my specific issue at hand. I 100% get it and totally agree. I think this literally applies to every single girl because obviously we're all so into like girls supporting girls and like supporting our friends and lifting them up. But at the end of the day, it's so easy to get wrapped up in what everyone else is doing. I find it all the time. I mean, even when we were talking about routines, it's like you see someone else's routine and you're like, oh my God, should I be doing that to be better? I know I kind of obviously touched on it in that sense. And I think it's just really important to remember that like everyone is so different. Like there are some people 
especially like for your instance that like have different ways of learning and like have different ways of studying like everyone's brains and like learning styles are so different and so what everyone's doing to study for the MCAT isn't necessarily what you need to be doing to study for the MCAT because you learn differently and you're going to do it your own way I think that like has to do a lot with work too like everyone works different some people like working with music on some people like working in silence some people like working at coffee shops like same thing with studying and so you can't be like oh well this girl gets straight A's and she's always at a coffee shop if I go to a coffee shop I'll get straight A's like no that's not how it works I think we can always look at other people for inspiration but we have to be really aware of when it gets toxic of when we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people and I think that's when you know you have to have personal boundaries and really separate yourself and really remind yourself of your value and your worth and remind yourself that like you're on a path and and no matter what happens you're going to get through it and you need to do what's best for yourself and what's best for you may not be best for someone else and vice versa so you really just need to kind of find the confidence in yourself and know that like you're on your own path things are going to happen in your life up and down no matter what but you're going to get through them and you're going to come out on top no matter what no matter how hard it is no matter what other people are doing you can't compare your chapter one to someone's chapter 24 and you can't constantly look to other people for validation you have to be able to look within and validate yourself first I mean at the end of the day like you're not going to feel better about studying for the MCAT just because you're doing it the same way as someone else you're going to feel better studying from the MCAT when you've just like finished and you've completed it and you've gotten into school so don't focus on the wrong things focus on studying and working hard and getting things done and being the best version of you not the best version of someone else I know it's so much easier said than done but it's really taking those moments to ground yourself and remind yourself of what's anxiety what's reality what's comparing what's really happening and remind yourself that you have a real goal to focus on and that these things are simply getting in your way and bringing toxicity into your life and in order to actually execute this MCAT and do it to the best of your ability this is actually holding you back not helping you at all and if you really want to get into this program you have to ground yourself and take a moment with yourself and be like okay I'm doing well what can I improve on that has nothing to do with anyone else will that make me feel better am I actually doing an okay job okay let's stop looking for answers elsewhere let's start looking for answers within you can even just start having personal boundaries like maybe you need to spend more time studying with yourself as opposed to studying with your friends I think a big boundary that's good for a lot of us girls to have is to make sure we're just really asking each other how we're feeling not what we're working on I found myself in a really bad habit of anytime I was socializing, the only question people were asking me and then I started asking other people is like, so what are you up to? What are you working on? Like what's going on? And it just puts all this pressure of comparing and where everyone is and how hard you work and what you're up to. And it's like at the end of the day, you don't really know what's going on inside someone. A. So even if they're saying that they're working so hard and this is the best, first of all, they might be lying. And second of all, it's like, who cares like there's so much more to life than that just be like how are you doing how are you feeling like what's going on with you and just have a fun light meaningful conversation and then go get back to studying on your own so if you need to make personal boundaries so that you can focus more on your studies that's totally okay too hi lauren 
Hashtag my mood is lost. Okay, so my boyfriend and I have been together for almost three years. We met in college and he has never been with another girl. We graduated and immediately moved to a new state together, different cities, four hours apart, but he was the closest to me and all my friends and family who are across the country. We agreed to do long distance for six months and then he would move in with me after his internship. Unfortunately, it didn't turn out as planned and he ended up getting a job back home all the way across the country. I love him so much, but long distance is really hard for me. I feel like our lives are on different paths and we're too young to be tying each other down for good, especially since I'm the only girl he's ever dated. I'm so scared to let him go because I'm still so lonely in my new city and I don't think I'll ever find someone like him again. Should we keep holding on for a few more months until one of us can get a job closer to one another or let go of this now. Ugh, this is so hard. Wow. This is really hard because I feel like also it is so personal so it's hard to give like vague advice. I what I found really telling in this email is that she's saying long distance is really hard for me. I feel like our lives are on different paths. We're too young to be tied for each other. And it's like you're kind of really clearly seeing these things. Like you're writing them to me, you know? So it's like you're very aware. You're not living in la-la land. Like you're literally saying like this is hard for me. We're on different paths. And I feel like we might be too young to be tied down to each other. So this is clearly something that you're really, really thinking, right? I think if the only reason you're really afraid of letting go is because you're afraid of being lonely, that's like the number one reason why people don't really break up with people and then end up in unhappy relationships is if you're just too afraid of change and you're too afraid of being without someone because you're so accustomed to being with that person and it's super super scary but I think that's when you have to start kind of like looking inward and being like am I living my life to the best of my ability and am am I having the most fun like am I just kind of like lonely and hating this long distance thing like maybe I should get out there more and I think a good way to kind of like test the waters maybe while you guys are figuring this out to actually kind of start focusing on yourself a little bit more as well and having a little bit more of like boundaries and really putting time for yourself first because you can't invest every single like waking moment of your life into this relationship so when you're not communicating or maybe seeing each other why don't you start doing things that are outside of your comfort zone and go to new places and try to meet new people I'm not saying date other people while you're dating someone I'm saying like simply like just explore like actual life like go to new restaurants go to new coffee shops like try to make new friends like spend some time with yourself you'll actually realize you're not as lonely when you're alone sometimes you're alone but you're not actually lonely I think we're all afraid of being lonely but you can actually be alone and happy you don't have to be alone and lonely so I would start spending more time with yourself and really start feeling what it feels like because I think when I started focusing on myself more in my last relationship I was able to realize like oh wait I thought I needed you and I was so scared to leave you because I didn't want to be lonely. I didn't want to not have your friends anymore. I didn't want to like not have our weekend plans anymore because it was just like I was accustomed to it. And once I really started spending more time with myself and enjoying that time with myself, I realized like, okay, wait, this actually like isn't working and I actually feel comfortable enough to like let it go, right? You can't be afraid of never meeting someone that's maybe not as good enough as him because honestly, if you guys are supposed to be together, I'm sure you will. So I think without like breaking up or doing something crazy, maybe you do start kind of like doing more things for yourself. So you're not like totally just breaking up with someone to go find yourself or whatever, but you are kind of just testing the waters of like, what does it feel like to go have dinner by myself? Or like, what does it feel like to have a night in by myself where I'm actually trying to enjoy it and not just thinking about my boyfriend that if I should break up with him or not, like 
get that out of your head for like at least an hour and just see what it's like. And then you can kind of start realizing like, am I really just afraid of being lonely or am I really afraid of losing this guy that I want to spend the rest of my life with? You are young. You have so much to explore and to learn. So make sure you're not just in the relationship because you've already been in it for so long. And remember that like relationships take work and they are hard. So it's never easy. It's never a fairy tale. But at the end of the day, like you want to make sure you're living your best authentic life to yourself too. And if you're in a relationship, two people should support each other in that and want that for each other so if it's not as much of a partnership and a teammate thing anymore then that's when it starts to kind of feel like you're on two different paths and those are just the things that you need to kind of start thinking about and testing out Last hashtag my mood is lost because I changed my major in college and also went to transfer schools and it's just hard to know if you're making the right decision. Would love some college early 20s advice. The reason I picked this is because I actually transferred colleges. I know a lot of people forget that I even went to college because it was very few and fleeting, but I did a whole year of college, half semester at one, half semester at the other school. I think my biggest piece of advice for this is that a lot of times you're kind of prepped in high school to think that your college decision is final and you have to remember that it's like not embarrassing and it's not bad to change schools. I don't think obviously it's like you get like you have a bad semester and like you just change or whatever because you give up. But like I think you can know like your actual mental health and happiness. And when you're literally that miserable and there's like nothing you like about this school and you see a brighter future somewhere else, I think there's no shame in transferring. It's really not that big of a deal obviously as long as it works out like financially logistically whatever it's it's just not like something to be embarrassed of like just because you picked the wrong school doesn't mean you should stick it out just so you don't have to deal with changing if changing is going to make you a lot happier and you're going to be in a better environment and you're going to actually enjoy the next three years like I think it's totally okay I think a lot of times we go to school and we think it's like you know a life sentence and it's really not you're allowed to change your mind you're allowed to leave jobs you're allowed to leave people, places, things, whatever, as long as you're doing it in a positive way, you're not hurting anyone in the process and you're kind of setting yourself up for a better future, you should have no, like there is really nothing wrong with changing. I a hundred percent support it. And there's going to be so much change throughout your twenties and you want to make sure you're at least doing things that are like you're, you're kind of making those crazy decisions now rather than later. I mean, imagine sticking to these things when you're in your early 20s and then not having made any of those changes. And then all of a sudden you're 30 and you're like, shit, I'm still stuck here. Now I really have to make changes. So you are young and you are able to explore and change so much in your 20s, especially your early 20s. So I would say like now's the time to really think realistically and know that if you're going to change, you might as well do it now. And that's coming from someone who transferred schools because I literally went home and my mom was like, I don't know what to do with you anymore more you're so miserable like why don't you just change schools and I was like wait that's an option and she was like I mean yeah and I was like I I I didn't know that I could do that and it just became my mission to change schools and it made me so much happier was it like the easiest year ever like no was it perfect no but like it was the right move and it was so much better. And I had such an amazing, amazing college experience for that semester. All right, guys, that's enough one-on-one talk for this week. I'm so happy I got to sit down with you guys and just kind of rant and rave about goals and changes and things that we can all do together. Sorry, I was sick and just kind of out of it this week. I mean, the podcast still must go on. I really wanted to talk to you guys for even more details of everything you love to know, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Lauren Elizabeth. You can also follow at Lauren Elizabeth Inc. for even more lifestyle, self-care, motivational quotes, everything like that. 
Instagram flow is really on point right now. You should check it out. I'll be posting everything on Instagram that's mood boosting and just stuff you need to know. So you obviously want to follow over there too if you're a big moody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please give it five stars on the Apple Podcast Store. Leave a nice review. Spread some kindness. Have a seriously great week. Make small steps. Do things for yourself. Live your best life. Have a good mood. Don't fret the bad mood. And I will see you guys next week, but I won't because it's a podcast. So I'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Goodbye. Love you all.